Welcome to the standby with JJ and Francisco. That's my the music right there. That's a lovely <laughs> DJ. That's your DJ voice, right? That's my D no, my DJ is like, welcome to standby with JJ and Francisco. <laughs> All right, sounded the same for me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, still, I still thought it was great though. I thought you know that's that was uh, that, man. That was I, 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 so I want to tell you something. I mean, I was talking. You know, I was uh talking to this person who's an older person and you know how older people right. sometimes they always go like back in the day things were so much better and i yeah. was like well i was like but for who like i mean right. like i don't think like uh like minorities are going like hey man back in the 50s yeah. those were the good times yeah it <laughs> really depends on what people are talking about right I mean, your point of view like I who mean, is yeah because because even if it's not a social issue, even if it's yeah. not a social issue, if it's something like computers, though they're better now. I'm yeah. very sure that you're not yeah, waiting yeah. for things to buffer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like women are not going like, yeah. Back in the fifties, I miss belonging in the kitchen. Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, which is why I think like I was like I, I love Back to the Future, but Back to the Future would not work if Marty yeah. McFly was a minority. If my fly was Latino or black, like it would be short, you know what right. I mean? <laughs> right. It'd be like, it'd be like, hey, it's like Doug. It's like Marty, you gotta go up to 1955. Like, ah, you know what, Doug? <laughs> yeah. I'm good in 85, 85, man. I'm, I'm yeah. Let's I, go to the, I, go to the I, future. See how that works out. I love, I love <laughs> what you were saying about the. Uh, I love how you went. Um, I I long for those days when we were just expected to be in the kitchen because I can see, I can right? see a, a very funny woman like saying that. I'm like, oh, oh, the right to vote and all these yeah, women rights. Yeah. Oh, what a hassle! Please, yeah, yeah, yeah. please take them away. I, I long for the simpler times. Wait, wait, wait. I, I I love getting. I got. I love getting one tenth of what a man gets paid. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, even to this day, I still don't get paid the same. But hey. Back in the day, I even got yeah. paid less, and I miss those days. Yeah, it really does depend on who says it, doesn't it? You have to be careful as a, as a white guy. I, in my position, I have to be be careful because even if it's overheard, even if I say back in the day, even if I'm talking about something innocuous, like, you know, like back in the day when you would get on the London Underground, you had to have a paper ticket. If, but as soon as you start saying back in the day that perks eyes up what's yeah, this what, what's yeah, what's yeah, what's the yeah, white yeah. guy uh what's the white and because it's even it could be the white guy could be a man saying back in the day like back in the yeah. day was so much better you know like you have to be careful yeah. you can't it's like yeah it's like back in the day it's always back in the day always only works for when you were on when you had when you were on top you know but yeah. like back in the day never works for like equality like if everybody, if, yeah. if the whole world history started with everybody being equal at the same time, then everybody could say back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. But That's... it didn't start like that. Yeah. No, we're not. We're not. We're we're progressing. Uh, humanity is definitely progressing on social issues. So, yeah, if you're going to be talking yeah. about social issues, there's no way you can go back in the day. But other things you can like I'll, t I'll say right now, like back in the day, uh, food was a, was a little bit better. There was a lot less GMO type food. Okay. You, you yeah. actually so so sometimes back in the day there was some foods that tasted better than this the process that they put them through true, these days. True, 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 true. But yeah, but you gotta But you it's, it's it's a it's a couple of things. I I mean, because even health, you can be like back in the day, man, 
Uh, health health was so much now now you, you would die because you had smallpox you know like, yeah like right now it's like so it's kind of like there's a lot of things that are i think it is because people like it's because of the fact that yeah you were comfortable that time you know i think the only thing you can say back in the days when like back in the day when i was young life was so much better because i was young and i could do anything and i wasn't getting sick or i wasn't getting hurt yeah but besides that i mean it's hard to oh yeah other, i mean like even back in the day transportation was not better i mean it would take you like no. you know uh, two weeks to fucking go to europe you know and now it takes you like five hours you know so yeah yeah so uh, everything's on a scale why did somebody say this to you did somebody actually well it's you always you know back no, in the day no 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 but you know you always when you get into conversations with like older people right. you know they always they always i mean and even like people yeah. in venezuela too i'm not talking about like people here like just like older people it's like ah back in my time it's like yeah but for who yeah. i mean that's <laughs> that's the thing yeah. yeah for you it was better but for a lot of other people it wasn't so, so yeah you've it, you've got rose tinted glasses sir that yeah. you're wearing <laughs> that's yeah true. yeah back in back in my day oh that's the word back in my day that's even yeah. more obnoxious i think yeah, I can't even think of much else that I liked more, but I just, I remember, I think some fruits tasted better before uh, this whole fucking whatever we got going on now. But other than that, I'm yeah, an adult I see, and I can cook. Yeah, so. I could see how, you know, like food, like, but it's also because, again, I mean, I mean, they were, I guess, more fresh or something. Yeah, I think of the processed food is like bad, obviously, but like the more yeah. like, natural stuff you can get but also that was because back there wasn't any you know you there was like farmers and stuff and that was, you had to like yeah. make your own food so but 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 yeah yeah we got corn cornstarch corn syrup or whatever in everything now yeah yeah, yeah but yeah. but back in the day <laughs> well back in the day they had actual like cigarettes were prescribed by doctors Yes, back I mean, in the, like back in the on. day, cigarettes were healthy for you back yeah. in the day. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I think didn't they used to advertise that it would help you with your digestion? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I'm feeling backed up, have one of these. So Coke actually had Coke, cocaine yeah. in it. Yeah. So you know what? There was some good things. <laughs> <laughs> there some some things were better, but yeah, definitely, definitely not on the social issues. It's important to clarify that with some people. Yeah, uh, yeah, like, yeah. I, I mean, everything except for social issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, it's like a few things because it's a lot of things that are much better today. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Tons. Definitely. There's no, there's no, uh, there's no friggin' co contest, is there? No. You know. So. Not at all. Back but today, but but day. today in the day we have a new uh, we have a guest today we had a great interview with uh, Fabrizio Copado who's a Chilean born comedy comedian very uh, popular in Chile who's yeah. now who now resides in LA and uh, me and him have become very good friends you know and uh, and we had him we had the pleasure to interview him and it was great yeah i was excited to do this because i did your guys you guys had a podcast going uh like was it during the pandemic or was it yeah before during the pandemic the pan it wasn't it was, yeah and it was like a it was a show that we did in the improv that it's gonna come I mean, we're gonna we're in the talks yeah. of of redoing it again so you most likely will tell you again to do uh, it yeah that so, was good uh, fun yeah yeah that was a good time so yeah and it's great to um 
it's great to get to know him even even more you know over uh, you know to have a conversation because of course your guys's your guys's podcast game show was go like was yeah was it was more structure it was, yeah it was just, action yeah. and uh so now i feel like i've learned a lot about him i was really looking forward to it it was an absolutely fantastic interview i would say yeah i think we learned a lot about traveling about moving he didn't he liked to move uh, mentally <laughs> yeah. yeah that was really fun too like for our first question uh ladies and gentlemen at home you guys all know what to expect but the way it was interpreted was uh was unique but you know that's what happens when we're we're going across cultures and across language barriers here so yeah yeah it was, but uh, it was it was cool to see how uh and also from him because i think he's one of the few the first comics that we had where his moves were kind of like not to become a uh, uh, more popular or bigger in their, their career but like less right yeah that's interesting too yeah because he was famous early on in his career so so he was able to make decisions to expand his comedic uh horizons instead of just to capitalize on his fame and i thought found that really interesting as well what a fun interview mm -hmm. man yeah man yeah. so uh let's let's uh Let's go into it, cause uh, back in my day, interviews. <laughs> back in the day, the the two hosts didn't have to throw to the interview. It just it just happened. It just happened naturally. And now these kids throwing it to the interview. Here you go, everybody, Fabrizio Capano. Bye, hello. Hello. Welcome to Stand By with JJ and Francisco. We are live. Here's the man. We've got Fabrizio Capano with us. Woo! How you doing? Fabrizio. How are you, Fabrizio? I'm great. I'm happy to be here with you guys. I'm going to put my full name here. I think just I, I, let me do this right now. Fabrizio Capano. Got it. Choose, choose like the sweet followers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Fabrizio, man, just so so Fabrizio, I just want to introduce you to the to the crowd. Uh, Fabrizio's from Chile. He's a good friend of mine, and uh, well, he's uh, he's I mean, he's like the the king of comedy in Chile. Wow, you know? <laughs> the king of comedy the in a country that no one cares. <laughs> <laughs> how are they? How are they with comedy in, in Chile? Are they are they still like? Where's the evolution? Where's the evolution? Well, of he, started that's what i wanted to talk about he started like he's one of the pioneers of starting stand-up comedy in chile you know yeah we were at the stone age of comedy yeah. and, and now we are the silver era maybe uh <laughs> yeah no we 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 i mean i started like i don't know 15 years ago now or maybe more and mm -hmm. when we started yeah there was nothing and now there's a bunch of clubs there's a couple like legit comedy clubs and uh yeah i think there's like a at least 100 good comics and that's a lot for a small country yeah that's good that's a good that's a quick expansion really so when there was nobody and you were part of this this initial um you know this initial artist to bring this art form to these people what was it like getting on were they like looking at going what the heck is this this isn't america get out of here with your words no people people were more like what kind of religious show is it like i don't get it like what kind of priest is this and uh it was it was it was fun because of of course there was no venues or anything like you know with like the dry right. setting so we were just doing comedy everywhere 
So that's right. why I always been good to like do shitty shows, you know, because <laughs> I was I was raised in an environment when you do a show in like, I mean, in the middle of nowhere with four chairs or like, yeah. I don't know, we were like yeah. COVID, pre-COVID. So I have the same experience like, like that. that. Yeah, because I started at the comedy store when the comedy store was not popular. So it was pretty much like that. It was like, just like, you know, 10 people spread out in the room, you know, and you and that was a lot, you know. Does, so. does the store just go through ebbs and flows, though? I've only been here for like yeah, five years, yeah. but it comes and goes, doesn't it? I mean, I think it's like like a, like any club, any nightclub or anything that or any, you know, restaurant, you know, stuff like that. It goes yeah. it becomes popular. It goes, you know, goes in and out, you know, so. When I and even when I started, it was a little. Uh, it was even better than before. I guess like five years before I started or ten, it was like really, really bad. I think and it's hard for us getting... to to think about it, but like comedy used to be a a bad thing. Like being a comedian used to be like, yeah, eh, no one cares about those people. Like in the early, in, like late nineties or two thousands, or that like, that, it like wasn't... after the boom, was it? It was after after swingers, post swingers, and then uh, post every because they always said every comedian got offered a sitcom in the nineties. Yeah, and they all so... went to like get some good money and stop being funny. And yeah. there was like this empty void in space and time. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and that's uh, it's funny because in my mind, like because if I was in Chile, I was like, oh, I'm sure this at this point on time, the comedy store must be the coolest place on earth. Uh, but right. it wasn't, you know. <laughs> well, yeah, that's I mean, with LA, when you come here, like if people come to Hollywood and they're like, ah, oh, man, I want to go to Hollywood, and then you take it to Hollywood Boulevard, and they're like. Oh shit! Yeah. Hold, <laughs> on, hold, on, hold, hold on to your valuables, kids. <laughs> We're gonna make our way across these stars as quickly. Take a picture quickly. <laughs> so, well, these people yeah. are actors. Like they look like homeless people, but like maybe they are famous somewhere. That's like how it felt every time I walk, like in the Walk of Fame. It's like, are these people famous anymore? You know? Yeah, I wasn't ready to see Superman with a bum bag. You know, <laughs> so oh, you know, like, fun fact when I, I used to live like in an apartment and uh, and Su Superman from Hollywood Boulevard was like my neighbor, <laughs> like my in front, he lived in the opposite like building. And I would see him in the morning, just come out like full dress to take the bus or something. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking going like, look, if you got to do it, fine. You look work is work. But why are you going full dress? Like I would just go. Yeah, like at least well, there was no know, phone but... boots. There was no phone boots anymore. <laughs> there, there you you know, that's the place where Superman changed his clothes. But that is yeah. true, also. Like, cause also he's like, it is Superman. So like, you have to show your face. It's not like like if I'm Spider Man or or I, I would I would be the one mask with a mask on. I mean, yeah. I, <laughs> I still maybe, I maybe still you are, are, and we don't know. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'm still the Spider Man. <laughs> I still marvel at Superman's move, the one because he does. So he's got a bum bag, uh, you know, or a fanny pack, I guess. In other cultures, yeah, everybody knows what I'm talking about: bum bags, fanny packs. And he he does a thing where when he poses for pictures with people, he he sweeps the cape up so the cape starts to drift. And okay. then, and then with the other hand, he quickly swings the bum bag out of the way around his back, and then he's ready for the photo. <laughs> and I was just watching this, going, "Oh my god, oh my god, this is the state of Superman these days." There's a Netflix documentary about those guys. It's oh yeah, it's like they, because like that guy, that Superman guy, it's like that was that's like he embraced that as like that's his job. You know, he was doing it for like 20 years. 
you know. And you have to you have to see the Snyder cut of that documentary. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's six hours, and every time he moves the fanny pack, it's in slow mo. It's really epic. <laughs> Because yeah, because they they show in the Snyder code they show him taking breaks, you like going to subway. <laughs> That's why it's so long. <laughs> but it's so long, you know. It's like every every shitty moment of his life is in like, you know, with that epic music. Uh, well, and also just um um uh, well, I think we should start. I mean, I think we I mean we just want to let you know what the podcast is about. We talk about traveling and the arts and you know like since we're uh, obviously we're comics we have to travel a lot so a lot of the questions that we're going to ask you are just related to traveling and stuff like that but obviously we can talk about everything so <laughs> you can you can answer the question and then go back to talking about superman and his snyder <laughs> cool cool yeah for sure I'm ready. Now, i feel ready yeah well you're in charge of the big interference because you guys work together uh, a fair bit yeah, yeah, yeah. Now we met. Uh, I think with me and uh, Fabrizio, we met through uh, this uh, Mass Mahor, which is like an SNL uh, Broadway company that um, that they uh, that they basically build. Uh, they're trying to collect or have a collection of talent, Latino talent, and that's how me and Fabrizio met. And uh, but yeah, the cool thing is that when we met, we were like, uh, I was like, I didn't know, like, you know. Oh, then I started noticing that he was like, oh, he's like so big in Chile, one of the first ones that uh, also did the big festival called uh, Viña del Mar, which is a is the biggest festival in his country and also in Latin in throughout South America. And like he did, which was like, if for people that don't know, is basically like a it's like a lot like a live concert that you know musicians, most musicians would do it, but I think yeah. stand up started doing it because it started getting popular. But it's live, and then people vote. On the uh, on the performance, like you have to win, like a oh wow, it's like a, 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 it's even worse. Like voting sounds like uh, more Ooh. civilized than this. People just boo someone that they hate till they throw you out of stage. Okay, it's wait, like wait. Nice so of the Apollo. So it's a, the, gong show, I, it's a gong show, basically. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Okay. It's kind okay. of like the gong show and the and at the same time the Super Bowl because the whole country's watching yes. you. Oh god, it's like the highest ratings of the year. Uh, and it's like oh, a man. massive festival, and everyone—I mean, everyone that fail after that is like forever, like uh, tinted with this failure. Oh no, they carry a stigma of failure with them through the rest of their career. Yeah, like yeah. Having to go at a gong show style gig—it's a nightmare. Ouch, it's a nightmare. That, that sounds tough. That sounds—that's a lot on the line. It's a, for, it's a big festival. Yeah, wow. it was, but it was fun. I mean, it, it did it in 2017. And uh, yeah, and the thing is, like, yeah, that what Francisco was saying, like, then if they like you, they like cheer for you and they give you, like, like I mean, right. on stage, it's like, oh, now you have an award and they give you a golden seagull. Okay. Uh, All right. Okay. And if, I mean, they, they, give, they give you like a, a, like a platinum seagull. And if you do really well, they, they give you the golden seagull. Why and a seagull? It. Is there a reference? Yeah. It, there... It's like a beach town. It's a, no, it's a, no, sorry, it's, it's funny. Beach, sequel? it's funny because that's like my joke. You say it sounded like you said like it's a bitch. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I, I, it's, I, it's I a bitch. I, right, it's I, a I, bitch I, town. Yeah. How, how do seagulls oh, okay, refer okay. to bitches? Oh, well, now, now yeah. I understand. In Chile, you call a bitch a seagull. <laughs> we got bitches yeah. everywhere. No, it's, it's a both. beach. It's, it's like close to the beach. It's a beach town and a beach town. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, and right. the beaches. Okay. 
But yeah, that's so were you a scared? Like, were you scared to do it? Like, were you like, fuck? Or like, did you like, oh, I got this? You know, were you like nervous? Like, obviously, we all get nervous to do any show, but like, were you like, oh, this could be this could be the end of my career here? I was I was nervous the days before, but not that night. Uh, that night I was very, I mean, I, because I, 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 yeah, it was like a material that I, I was doing for, I mean, different pieces of material for like 10 years. So oh, it was like, okay, okay, I've okay. been, I've been doing this for a good an, oh, amount of time. So it, I, I feel very comfortable. And then before that show, I did a tour that every night you would I do the same show set. in the, the, yeah, in a different venues, big venues, small venues for 10 people, thousand. Yeah. So, when I got there, I was like feeling really yeah, comfortable yeah, yeah. with the yeah. material, but that's the only way to do it, I think. Because of course. They, yeah. And I and I and I, I blocked my social media. I didn't have Twitter and Facebook, anything at the time. Before I mean, I or during? During right. the thing. Since mm. I since they announced my name till I got on stage, I yeah. didn't check my phone. Yeah, once. of course, of course, because you and don't that's wanna... the way to do it. Yeah, no, I think yeah. that's the only way. I mean, that's like preparing for a special. I mean, you have to do it. That is so like, that is like like because. It has to be so ingrained in you that even if you forget about it or even if you like, it's just automatic. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. can like, even the like, well, is there. Yeah. 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 It's like, you don't think about it. You just do it. But, uh, yeah, but, in but, fact, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd actually feel really lucky if I had a pressure gig like that coming up. And but luckily enough, I was on the road honing the material till the night before. That's you couldn't ask for more, could you? Because you'd hate to be sitting around with a lot of free time waiting to perform. Oh yeah, no, that's the worst. The worst feeling is like, oh, oh, I need to try these jokes before I tape them. Yeah, and no, like no. That. And then you said that you try like stuff that you've done for like ten years. Like, did you? I mean, put... things like it was I mean, three years ago, a year, a month. But like, yeah, like the a whole mix. thing. Yeah, I, I, I have jokes for a long time that I was like, okay, I have this thing that is coming, and I but know you, that it works. Uh, yeah, that's with great. Audiences. But because you have a fan base over there, did you were you like ah, I don't want to do that because everybody knows that because I do that joke, you know? Were you scared I, about that? I mean, it, it was I was concerned about that a little bit, but then my other side of my brain was like I can't fail on this. I mean, I I, mm. I mean, yeah, you gotta go a, with what you got, you know. And it's a different, <laughs> it's, a, it's a different level of an audience because of course I had like a yeah, follow, like have followers and I have a lot of people that knew me, but at the time this is like a breaking into like a real massive like this is the place that like mothers and fathers and uncles and like people yeah. you never reach they will see you for the first time so right i was always also like thinking a lot of like okay i need to do this in a way that is like kind of presenting myself to a new audience without thinking right. that the other audience knew me already yeah and that's a hard thing to think about like hitting that cross section of everybody so that everybody so that every generation who has been watching you on the internet is nodding at each other going yeah we like this guy that's so, the weirdest yeah, thing about those kind of shows, and, and and it's hard to think about that here in America. It's like we have we don't have like niche comedy, or we have a little bit, and if you have it, it's so small that you don't make money out of it. So you need to, yeah. anyway, you need to figure out like ways to have a bigger chunk of audience if you want to make something. But at the same time, you want to do your own thing. You know, you don't want to like yeah. tell jokes that you don't care. But you have to do that kind of like mix. Here, yeah, here's so big that you can have a niche audience and have a successful career and exactly and, forever and, and, and filled forever and 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 filled uh, theaters, you know, with like and like bands do it all the time, you know, like exactly. So so yeah, I think that's uh, but yeah, and I think in smaller countries it's hard. It's like you do have to like, hey, I have to do good in for the whole country because it's right. a smaller 
population. By the way, Hallowell is saying hi. Saying hi to Fabrizio. Hey. Oh. Hello. hello. Shy, who, but... Who is this? Who is this? Oh, oh hi. Oh, <laughs> Hallowell. <laughs> She's giving you a wave. Hello, Hallowell. How you doing? Well, um, yeah, I mean, Francisco, do you want to do the... Well, actually, you've already explained it to him, right? The what? The questions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so, we, yeah, we talk. We, I think, yeah, we like. So we're gonna I'm ask ready. you questions about travels yeah. and the arts, and then uh, so. Uh, so the I guess the JJ is gonna go with the first questions to you. Yeah, and we can I, talk about it. I guess the first question lies to me. Um, it's just straightforward and fun. But here's question number one for you, Fabrizio. Uh, what was the first big move for, that you made for the sake of your comedy career? in your life? When did you have to make a decision to go, all right, I'm changing? Um, I think it was when I, when I started doing TV because at the beginning, for example, it's a weird thing because I started in a TV show that it was called The Comedy Club. And right. when we started this TV show, we were in cable. So it was a small C audience. Cable in Chile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and in a couple of countries in Latin America. But then we were called to do it on a, you know, like a, 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 a open air station, a, you know, broadcast. Uh... Like an NBC, ABC here, for example. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So they called from there and, and, and it was like, okay, now I need to take some decisions. So I was at the time, I was a huge fan of Weezer. And uh, <laughs> oh, I was reading okay. about how River Cuomo is, is like study every song in the top 100. And he like learn a lot about how music is written and like pop music works and like he put like he's a lot of work in that direction uh right. to keep the band going so i i was like okay i need to learn how to speak with a bigger audience and like i have to take decisions about like, what i wear or how i you know how i present my jokes so i i, I think the biggest decision was like now i can't just think about myself <laughs> you know i have to right do things that maybe I'm not 100% sure, but like experiment with a bigger audience. So for example, it was simple things. It was super simple things. But at the time, this is like 2008, um, talking about Twitter, it was a niche thing, you know, especially over there. Yeah. It was it was like for a group of people. So I, I had a jokes about, you know, Twitter, but I had to like do a little introduction of what it is for that other audience, you know? Right. So every time I, re I, I was writing a joke, I was like, okay, now I have to think about my mom. <laughs> mm. And I have to add a line or two. It could be, could be a simple explanation, but just adding something to be like, oh, that this thing that you, you can only write this amount of words and just put it in like a blog for a lot of people. You know, it's, it, it was not the best for my comedy. You know, it was like changing the rhythm. But at the same time, I was like, opening the door for other people. And I think that was like the first time I thought about, oh, I need to change something for my voice in, on stage. Oh, so, but did this, did this prompt a, like a move I, 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 as in like a residency? Like were you living oh. <laughs> when you went from, when you went from. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, no, I, I understand the language barrier now. Because move, because I, no, I get No, I, I will take the blame because obviously the word, the word move, the word move can no, be... No, but you're right. This podcast is about traveling. 
the name. I like that because you went avant garde. You went, you went, you went over. You're like you said, move about personality. I was transcending. I was transcending. You were, you were coming from the soul, and I love coming from the soul. But you're like, here's the move I did. I decided, I decided to approach Twitter differently. I love that. I made, I made that move, and I'm like, oh well. Plus, I love that JJ was like, it was like, mm hmm, mm hmm. But did you move to <laughs> physically? Did you were you, you it, it was this farther? Uh, did you have to take the bus to the cable from, from yeah. <laughs> how hard was it to get on Twitter? <laughs> well, at the time there was one Twitter account for the whole country. You have to take a bus going to that computer. Yeah, so I moved, I moved closer to the router. So that I, <laughs> I, could, I could get the signal first. Um, no, I th I think I mean now answering the question, <laughs> I I I started doing shows in Argentina. That was my first big. So did you move there? <laughs> this this have to be specifically about moving to the country or just going to the other country. And well, that, I think we have another question about like going. Okay, like... I moved to, to to Mexico. Okay, okay, fine. Okay. I went to Mexico uh, five <laughs> years ago, maybe six. Uh, are you happy now? I moved. Yeah, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Finally, you had a residency. Yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 yeah, that's, that's fantastic. So wait a minute. When when did this happen? This was because I, I I'm dying to know. Was this early? This was this earlier in your career, or was it at a point in your career where you where you're like, I have to move to Mexico out of necessity to get closer to the mass market of America? No, it was more like escaping from my market. It was a. Uh, oh, okay. Right. I was like, I need to do something different, get out of my house and like just go somewhere far to just, you know. So that was a big I, I was move. tired of like what I was doing. That was what you call <laughs> a big, big move. move. No, because <laughs> no, most people like, I mean, we've interviewed other comics and a lot of them, they go like they moved like to New York or, or because they needed they understand to. understand the, yeah. the, the question right the away. Question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but English is all in there. Yeah, yeah. No, no, but like, but, 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 no, but this is also a big, it's actually a big, a bigger move because most comics, they moved there because they weren't, they wanted to get known. You were known. You were moving to basically not get known, you know, yeah. to escape. So that's even bigger because that's more of a risk, I guess, because you already were established, you know. And, and, and it's, I, I feel that, I mean, I understand that people want to be famous and it's important, like, you know, especially for this job it's like have your base and all that but at the same time it's kind of exciting just to like go to a random place and start something new i mean and mexico is not a random place it's like it's a it's also a market for comedy now and it's a cool yeah. place to be but um and yeah it, the time it, it was time it, it was expands, like it expands your perspective as well like your perspective grows you start to realize like based in chile you were probably like i have so much chile based chile centric material and then when you make a move like that to a different country in a different hub all of a sudden you're writing yeah. a di different yeah. style, style uh, francisco, francisco know this is like our cultures in latin america are so different between one country to the other right. that you change one country to one country and it's like okay there's a lot of a set of words that you need to change there's like also like some things that doesn't happen one or another you need mm -hmm. like you know kind of like re yeah. change your mindset and that's exciting. That's fun. Um, and it's good to do that because I think you, because it's funny too, because you did it the opposite of like, like you were like, you also kind of like when you started doing comedy in Chile, you never had to struggle like in a way, like everything, because it was new. So like you right away got 
I mean, I, I, didn't, right I didn't struggle in that part, but I, we, yeah, we, we struggle in like the logistics of it. You know, we struggled in a different way. We didn't struggle in like the being famous stuff or like, you know, having people going to see the shows, but we struggled a lot in like, I don't know, going to venues without they didn't have mics yeah. or like they didn't care about right. like the setting yeah. or like they just like thought that you could just scream in a corner or I don't know. It was a lot of shitty experiences, but it was most. Where you or like a lot of people stole money from us, like a lot of like mm-hmm. fake managers and things. It was more like struggle of the logistics, but, yeah. more than the it's yeah. Like more the, you were like, like the Wild West. <laughs> exactly, man. Like, yeah. I mean, that happened a lot till today. Uh, there's a lot of like scams and like uh, I don't know. This they put uh, uh, not anymore because of the internet, but like I remember, like they used to put uh, a, I don't know. They pay for. Uh, I don't know a bunch of billboards with like, oh, he's coming to town, and you were you were never coming. They just like <laughs> oh, yeah. you know, money, and they never even call you to tell you you're coming. They so would, they would they would put wow. billboards. It's like if Fabrizio moved to this town. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know what it means move. You know, I don't know. I don't know the word. Don't stop no, talking you, about but moving. You, but you did like a coming to America thing because like it's kind of like in coming to America where like. Eddie Murphy goes to New York to, you know, to struggle because he's, and you did kind of the same thing because you could have stayed in Chile and be, you know, chill over there because, you know, everybody knew you and stuff like that, but you force yourself to go to Mexico to kind of like, well, yeah. I'm going to struggle. And then you ask too, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, once again, it's like, there was a lot of struggle also like before that for different reasons. And like, just because I want my family or anyone that I knew, was connected to tv you know so it was like also like getting into like the media and writing for newspapers all that was like a weird but i was really young so it wasn't like a struggle it was a lot of fun but then i see it i see it differently now it's like okay yeah i was working and it was like not having weekends and like we're just doing this you know like uh and then yeah then then we 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 started on cable and that that make like the thing also very um smooth like a smooth transition from having like this level of fame to this level of fame to this level of fame it was like overnight so that was also like very i think it was like a healthier way to be famous right to become yeah famous. that makes a lot of sense man that's really good that's a great answer yeah 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 are you happy that's now great. yes very finally exciting. finally <laughs> we, we got you to move because you were yeah, uh, extremely happy buddy well, if you ever want to ask uh, fabrice to help you move he's gonna be like <laughs> <laughs> Let me explain you this. Like when your body transcends what, your yeah. soul. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, let's talk about soul. Let me move. No, no, I need help with my couch. Yeah, no. Get you, ca- get you what is a couch? You, you want me to move you? <laughs> well, let me ask. I got the second question, which I'm going to ask you. Where? Oh, man, I had it right here. Now, I uh, there it is. Sorry about it. Um, the second question we have is like, okay. What was the most fun trip? Again, going trip. Traveling. Yeah, n- not drugs. Not not uh, not, 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 not mushroom trip. Yeah, I'm not tripping. I'm falling. But just <laughs> okay. So I I was walking. <laughs> no, no. Wait, wait. Let me finish uh, the no, question. No, oh yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> now, so what was the most fun trip uh, that you did as a kid with uh, with your family for like holidays or or you know like anything? Like, what's the most fun trip that you did? Uh, my dad was obsessed with driving and like um, he liked to drive a lot and like visit like a lot of places in a short amount of time. <laughs> so we did a trip from Santiago. I, I don't know if, if you guys have the map in your mind, but like you have Santiago here and then yeah. you have all the way across the desert and get all the way to Peru. 
and mm. doing doing that trip driving is at least ten days or oh shit oh my god That's... so we did it in a car I mean mm. back and forth of course you know it's like and it's a five you have person to go there and then come back. You have two two brothers right but That's at the time it was just one. Okay. All now right. I have a, a younger sister, but she was like, yeah, 10 years later than that. And uh, we went there with my brother, my mom, my dad, and uh, it was the best. It was so much fun. And uh, it was the first time I was outside the country. So I remember like going to a supermarket in Peru and be like, wow, another, yeah. like, uh, you know. How old were uh, you? I, I was maybe 10, 11, or I don't know. I have memories of, being like the most fun thing I ever done because it was just like wow. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, also my dad is kind of like a freak on traveling. He's like, oh, there's this little town that have one thing that no one cares, but I'm <laughs> gonna go there. And <laughs> so that's a very was, bad thing. Yeah, yeah. Our trip was like a lot of uh, going to like small towns and you know, see things that it was like my mom was like, really, we we took these people <laughs> for this shit. <laughs> That's fair. That's great because I thought initially when you said you're gonna traverse a desert for for ten days, like to most other cultures, that sounds almost insane. And now you followed it up with it was fun. It was the most fun I've ever had. Well, that's, also the desert is amazing. Like that, especially that one. It's like it changed so much. Like the colors of this. I mean, I, I remember like. Well, the, also, they were driving JJ. It wasn't like the Egyptians. <laughs> we in were the not Exodus in. I double down. There's nobody in Australia who looks forward to driving across their great sandy desert. There's nobody in Canada. Well, also, who and, and, and this is this is the most this is the most know. arid <laughs> desert in the world. That this is like the place with less water in the air on the planet. I mean, right. I remember. I remember clearly talking and feeling right away like you'd get dry oh wow so you have to be drinking water all the time i mean also you again, were in the in the roof of the car so that's why I, you i was also <laughs> pushing the car so <laughs> everybody that make it more fun that, that i mean well, that's fun. we had a lot of fun and it's Which fun is... it's fun that you mentioned that whole thing about like going to a new country and uh and seeing like the supermarket because that happened to me the first like my first trip that I, because uh, we, my dad also used to love to travel around Venezuela. But when we went to the first time I went to the, came to the U.S., we went to Disneyland. And, uh, but we went, I remember going to the supermarket and also, first of all, going like, wow, like there's so much shit here, yeah. <laughs> you know, and also even the milk. I remember the milk because over there in Venezuela, the milk, I mean, nobody, everybody kind of buys the, the powder milk. But over oh, here, okay. it's like that, the, you know, the, the gallon, the gallon yeah. of like yeah. the, a whole, a gallon? whole milk. And but I remember drinking it. I was like, oh, this is so good, man. It's like, you know, yeah. so. But yeah, I remember the same thing with like going into just even and, being and in it's the. Sad, it's sad yeah. because I feel like supermarkets now, they look the same all over the world. But yeah, you know, have like the same yeah. kind of the same set of products. But it used to be amazing because even like you cross to Peru and like the same uh, beer have a different name. Mm -hmm. And so it was like, right. it's the same logo, but we have a different name. What is this? And you're as a kid, it's like, it's like it's traveling to another yeah. dimension. Yes, yes. Yeah, absolutely. I think we all, all three of us are immigrants here. So so I think we all agree. Like, because I, I, I remember that as a kid too, coming to America and everything was like a, um, like a playground, you know, yeah. every shop you were in, everything. Because it was so, it felt so different, different from, yeah. from, even from Canada. So yeah, 100%. I'm with you on that one. Um, 
All right, buddy, we got a, here's a little bit of personal info. If you're ready to share this one with you, our third question, it is, it is simply, uh, do you have a, an essential item or it can be sentimental? Is there an item that you always take with you on the road? You know, it can be superstitious, anything, but if you're, say you're leaving for a gig or you're leaving for a weekend away or something, is there something you always have to have with you? Or an essential item too. To be honest, yeah. Not really. I have to say that when I have gigs that I feel that they're more important, I have yeah. like one black shirt that I bring with me. Mm -hmm. But it's not even yeah. like a big deal. It's just like a stupid thing that is like, okay, I'm just going to bring this black shirt. Sometimes I don't even wear that shirt. But it's like a oh, your lucky shirt. to bringing that, yeah, that lucky shirt with me. And it's the one that I use in that show in Vigna. So oh, it's like, okay. it's like, and also like it fits me well. I feel like when I don't find anything to wear, it's like, you know, you know like you're gonna look good on that one. Okay. It's a safe shirt. So it's like, so it's like where superstition meets convenience and uh, and 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 uh, quality, basically. It's exactly. Yeah. yeah. I, but do like you wear? But is that like a? Do you wear the same one, or do you have, or is it, or is it just a black shirt, or is it like the? This is the black. Because if no, it's, it's it's the black shirt. I have like a little thing in the neck. I mean, it's it, it's. I don't even remember where where I got it, but like. Yeah, when I got that that gig in Vigna Almar, I went for clothes, and I was like, "Oh, this black shirt is kind of like standard, but at the same time, a little, slightly cooler, you know." And I, I like that. So, what happened if that black shirt, when that black shirt dies, what are you gonna do? I'm gonna quit. I'm just gonna like <laughs> stop doing this. You know why? Why I keep going without my shirt? By the way, are you were I, I see that you're wearing some. Is that the black shirt? Is this you no, were you no, nervous? No. Oh, okay, okay. No, no, no. This is. Uh, I, I thought you were you wearing the Kanye West shirt. He's <laughs> got it going all right. And can I just ask then, um, when when you're on the road and stuff? I mean, I think you know your set, you know your show now. But do you travel with a joke book as well? Yeah, are you always. are you a joke book guy? Right, yeah, I'm a cool. joke book guy, and I like to have it. I mean, I, I, I use my phone, too, but it, I feel way better when it's like, mm, I'm going to write my joke. When it's you know? written down. Yeah, it feels better, doesn't it? I have it here, actually. I got the new one, like this go. one. And I like it because I have, like, this little thing. Because you always get destroyed in your pocket, you know? Yeah, At some point, it's yeah. always, like, a, a mess. Yeah. But I like this one. I like the one you can put a pen in them, you know? Mm -hmm, I always right, look mm -hmm. to those. Um, yeah, I like to have my little make me feel like a uh, professional, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. Love. Yeah, I think yeah. writing. I mean, I think the whole phone thing. Like, I've gotten used sometimes used to writing more on the phone or the computer, but like, but yeah, when you write something, it does feel better. I think, or you get, or I feel for me, I, I think if I do write, I get more creative. Yeah, you yeah. stumble onto something, don't you? If when you handwrite it, you can stumble onto a word or something nuanced. Whereas it, when you when you type it into your phone, it, it you formulate an accurate mm -hmm. sentence first, don't you? Like here's and the, also you're like, more concentrated. Like there's like I think yeah. the writing is like it's just the writing with the phone or the computer. Other shit pops up, and then you're not really concentrated on that. No, no, and also even like when I take notes in my phone, I use the notes for everything. So it's like. Half yeah. of a joke, a number that I don't remember what I put there. The yeah. you know, like the name of a doctor that I have to see, and then <laughs> yeah. a joke. So it's yeah. it's it's just a mess. Yeah. I I rather have this and be like, okay, here's the oh, joke. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. All that's right, right. <laughs> that's a good answer. You get the black shirt. Um, let's see. Well, hopefully you bring that black shirt when we go to DC. I I will. Bring it's it. a big, it's oh, a... Are you, you guys are in DC together. 
Yeah, we're going to be there on April uh, 9 and 10. Uh, we're going to be performing there in the Arlington Draft House. Amazing. So, uh, if you want to go there, get your tickets at the Arlington Draft House. Yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be my first time doing like a long set, you know, since the whole pandemic started. So I'm definitely going to bring my uh, my joke book. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you're going to bring all stage. your stuff. You can use my black shirt. I know where you're going. You can use my black shirt that night. <laughs> Everything superstitious you can muster for these for the for that yeah, first gig yeah. after a pandemic. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, all right. Sec, uh, next question we got. It's like, uh, who has been the most influ most interesting person that you have met while traveling? Besides me. Well, JJ was the number one. Uh, traveling, the most interesting person I met traveling. Well. I mean, yeah. I just have memories of talking with. Oh, sorry, I interrupt you. I don't know. I don't know if my internet no? is cutting me out. But okay, I'm back. Um, so I I just remember like doing a lot of gigs in different cities and hanging out late. I mean, this is like I don't know, ten years ago, and talking with a lot of homeless people. Oh, and I just All right. yeah yeah I used to have that thing, especially like once again. He's in like, Chile, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't talk with like American homeless. It's a very different <laughs> kind of homeless. They don't, they don't talk to you. They talk with the wall. So, and that's interesting because, like, right. yeah, like, I mean, when I go to Venezuela, like, or even like, I don't see that many homeless people. I mean, there's a lot well, of poor people, but like, I think we talked about this before. It's like, yeah, the homeless person in Latin America is mostly because of poverty. Here is a mix of drugs. Everything, yeah. I don't know, like, uh, lifestyle and poverty you know in the same basket so you made a lot of like articulate homeless people you know people you can you can sit down and talk for an hour or like they and and right. uh, and i have memories of that also like talking with like a lot of uh i don't know cab drivers or like i don't know talking with like a lot of people who recognize me or from tv and then i just was like you know what i'm I'm drunk. I'm in this town that I don't know anyone. I'm just mm -hmm. gonna like try to have a conversation, and I remember having meaningful conversation and thinking like, "Oh, that's so great!" Then I I am a comic, you know, because I have the chance to connect with this guy, who in any other scenario we will never Wouldn't share yeah. anything. So I have like good memories of doing that, and uh, maybe that's those are like the most meaningful conversations I have on the road. I don't. I never met anyone like um. Well, I met my wife on the road, but like I never met. <laughs> well, okay, so, like, homeless people. Maybe she should have my wife. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like she's well, gonna love hearing this. She's gonna this go, you know, Christina. You but you don't know how when I met her, she was living in the streets. She was a homeless oh, woman. Okay, wow. <laughs> That's great. I mean, it's funny. It's like, house. who's the most interesting person you meet on the road? Homeless people. Oh yeah, I my my wife. <laughs> oh yeah. The mother of my child. Yeah, yeah. She, I'm, yeah, I'm, but she homeless people are thinking more interesting. <laughs> no, no. I, I met Christina. I, I'm not sure if it was uh, on the road. I have to say because it was in a weird well, context, but kind of. No, but you were. Were you? Were you? Well, yeah. Were you were traveling when you met her? I was. I was traveling, but I was not doing yeah. comedy. I was traveling for a film festival. Oh, okay. Well, it doesn't have to oh, be like still, while you were yeah. working. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And I think Christina and homeless people. <laughs> <laughs> so if Christina would have been a homeless, it would have been like a match made. A match in made heaven. in heaven. Yeah, exactly. 
yeah. <laughs> then she'd be number one. She's uh, my number I, one. It's funny because I also talk to like sometimes like people that are like I do like enjoy that too talking to people that are like you know because it, it, you it, you do realize that sometimes it's like we're so equal like what's the different what's so different between that person and me it's like just like a couple of things but like sometimes person are very like smarter than you or like we're like wow this person like why sometimes you ask yourself especially, why is this person especially especially like for us we're comics that is like the it's not like a fancy it shouldn't be a fancy job it's just like an entertainer in the middle of you yeah. know like a it's a people. it's a working class job really it's a it's it's a working class job and it's of course it's being uh, elevated and of course it's like yeah. there's an artistic side of it but the other side is also like you're in a plane with like, your luggage and you go to work yeah. <laughs> and you, you, you know, it's like you're going to you check yourself on the hotel. You gotta even, yeah, it's very, yeah. yeah it's like, that, you're like a salesman in the fifties exactly. that would sell dictionaries. And, and yeah, and we're like, or material or jokes, but at the same <laughs> time, we're like just a guy with a luggage, you know, <laughs> sitting waiting yeah. for the bus to, to the shuttle to get into the airport, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know how, um, so th this is the first place I moved to that uh, had the, the those bucket shows where they make uh, aspiring comedians all put their names in a bucket. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, like that doesn't exist uh, in Britain. Um, I don't know where it's popping up now or or whatever. But but this is Hollywood. I so I was doing Domerera's show at the Laugh Factory, and Domerera's show is on after this bucket night. So it was my first time seeing the bucket night, seeing them pull the names out of all these waiting comedians, which I, which hurt my heart a little bit because I think it's unfair to make, to make young aspiring comedians stand around hoping to have their name drawn. But on top of that, when they drew the names, two of them were homeless people, quite, <laughs> quite clearly, who, were, who, and they just got up and they just wanted to rant about the government and start screaming. Oh, and you're not, you're supposed to keep it relatively clean at these, and so they're just, they're starting screaming about stuff, they're getting dragged off stage, but, you know, but, but it's, you know, everybody's name, one name in the bucket, you, they've all got a chance, but I couldn't believe it, and I think that happens a lot in Hollywood, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, well, when I started oh, this, I the like, comedy store, yeah, I mean, I remember when I started doing open mics, comedy yeah. store, and uh, improv, and laugh factory, yeah, I would, there was like half people that were like there to... <laughs> Because they the, wanted build a to, career and, to build a yeah. career, and then the half who were like homeless and crazy people who yeah. just wanted to to be because you know obviously the you do need to listen to them because they're there and they wanted to yeah. talk, but but they were just there. You could tell that they were not there for they comedy. Were not, they, they were, were not there. building a set <laughs> for no, no. There's, there's still <laughs> no, no. Well, the, the, the fact that their name the fact that their name got pulled out of a bucket is the biggest victory that they've had in a while. Well, I've met I I I've run into homeless people like in in LA where you like you like I know them from like the comedy store, you know, and they're like <laughs> wow. asking for change, you know, and what's I'm up, like, "Hey, up? what's up?" you know. In the comedy world, I have to say there's a lot of like romanticizing the having a shitty life you know there's yeah, a lot of like i live yeah. in my car and i live in the floor and i'm eating trash because i love comedy and yeah yeah, yeah and it's like eh, there's no need for that man like <laughs> it's yeah. fine if you have well, a, that, a nice place to live or like even decent you know but they like the idea of like uh i'm a homeless dude well that's the thing that i struggle when yeah. i first moved here and like because i had a full-time job and i was like oh, i need this because i don't yeah i don't want to be poor and like doing comedy like if it's not paying and then, I, but I would struggle. It's like, do I have to be like, cause I would see other guys like, yeah, like 
they didn't have any money or yeah, would slip in the like, car. Oh, Francisco like, is not legit. He's taking showers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw I Francisco. So yeah, I saw Francisco's act. He didn't have any jokes about being poor and hating his day job. Yeah, yeah, or or hating his or hating his family. That's another one too. Like, oh, you yeah. have to like you have to have a bad childhood where like 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 where like you know like something no, I, really dramatic happened, and I'm like, no, my parents were cool. You know, One of my, like, my favorite things on earth, and, and I, I have to say, I, I love Mark Maron and his podcast, and I love the idea of, like, you know, going deeper into comedy. I love that concept. I, I, I think it's great, and I love podcasts like that. But my favorite episode of that podcast is when Jerry Seinfeld is on it, and Mark Maron tried to do his thing of, like, so what's the, what's the trauma behind your jokes? And Jerry's like, nothing. It's like, but you hate something. It must be something because it's like, no, not really. Nope. No, I'm have a happy life. I love my life. I, this is just entertainment. I love to do this, and he destroyed the whole like thing yeah. about have to be miserable or like everything that is like about like you know having a horrible life in comedy. And of course, yeah. Seinfeld can do that because he's a multimillionaire. But at the same time, it was funny to see how Marmara need this like ah. Uh, suffering com comedy come from suffering and this other dude maybe one of the most successful all the most successful comic in the world was like nope not really <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it comes from observation i make some observations i'm perfectly fine have you ever yeah. noticed cats and dogs and yeah, what's the problem I mean with that and it's people are making lines to waiting for me outside of this yeah. apartment you know it's well like i think it's like because people see the history of people that became famous and they go like oh it has to be that way but Things evolve, you know. And yeah, like, I was yeah. I was thinking that too, Francisco. I think yeah, that's an, been an important part of the evolution of comedy, hasn't it? That that people are a little comedians can be a bit happier now than than they yeah. used to be. You have to you used to have to be downtrodden because we also used to have to rally against commercialism and advertising. If you remember Bill Hicks in the eighties, yeah. like that was such a big platform. If you came up eighties, nineties, and even into the two thousands when I started, I it was anti. You know that the the whole uh, the uh, footprint that Bill Hicks had left was still there. I'm like, you know, if you're in advertising, kill yourself and fuck that and all. That. And now, fast forward to 2021, everybody's cutting for advertising breaks. People, comics are holding up products on their podcasts and advertising. I mean, so Bill Hicks will be rolling over in his grave. So yeah, so, so we evolve, don't we? I think that the 90s had this like long hangover, and uh, it was like 10 years of like you know still having the same mindset of the 90s it was. You know, especially for yeah. comedy, and uh, yeah. I mean, every comic has his time, and I think now it's time for yeah, having like, and also a different life, and you can be a comic <clears throat> without being famous in, in the whole planet and be super successful and of be course. happy. Yeah, and yeah. also like, also what happened too is also like the the way that you look as a comic too was a thing. Like I would struggle because I would like, oh, I can't dress well. I have to like look like, like yeah, like I didn't take a shower or uh, something. Yeah to be respect. I mean, a lot of mostly, well, I think more women even struggle with that because like, oh, they have to like look, you know, like they don't dress up just so they can be accepted. And that's so dumb. It's yeah. like, it's like just wear whatever you, you know, wear what makes you, you know, who makes you, you, you know? yeah, comfortable, you know, and it doesn't matter. It's about the comedy. It's not about why you look, you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. we're not Liberace. We evolved. <laughs> We all yeah. evolved. Stop a Stop wanting us to be downtrodden. We're evolving here. Um, <laughs> this brings us to our next question, big guy. Um, this is always a fun one. What is a tradition or custom that you've encountered in your travels 
that you would love to introduce to America or Chile? Oh, okay. Or and Chile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I or think and, I, have, or, yeah. I have to be so you have to be something I learn on the road or traveling. And then yeah. I want to implement that in this other country. Yeah, like a yeah. like a thing that people do in you know in Argentina yeah. that you like to bring back to Chile or to America or, well, or something or, that or, it should be global is uh, turning right on red lights. You know, something happened mm. here in LA. I think that should be like if there's like a global government controlling the planet, the deep stage of the universe. I mean, or something like that. That yeah. should be like the first move. I need. I, I think. We should push that agenda more than anything. But in Chile, so nice. they don't do it? They don't do it. So you're like oh. there and there's a red light. I feel so dumb now because I, I already experienced the other side. I already live in LA. So I know yeah. what it's like, the pleasure of turning in red lights. And now I go yeah. there and I'm like, what the fuck? I mean, there's nothing going on. And I'm just there. I, yeah. I, I don't know. I feel it's, it's a great idea. And I, and I, I think it's the best thing about LA. That's one of the best answers we've had for this question before. That's a very good one because I have felt that too in other in other countries and stuff when you're just sitting there, especially after gigs, especially considering how late it is for a lot of us after a gig. And there has been, I'm trying to think of the country now, but I was in a, like a promoter's car at like two in the morning on our way back from the gig or whatever. It's two in the morning. We're sitting at a red light with a blinker on. I'm like, why don't we turn? He's like, oh, it's illegal. It's illegal to turn here. And I'm like, holy shit. Wow. So, well, yeah. Venezuela never struggles with that because you don't stop at any red light. Like, you got to go <laughs> or you're going to get robbed, literally. Oh, like, really? Yeah, like yeah. if it's 2 in the morning and you're waiting there like an asshole. No. You you make it, you look, you basically do it like a stop. You're like, and then go. You yeah, make a stop so, sign. Yeah, right. stop. But also New York, you know, New York, because also even this in the, in the within states, I know, like, I don't know if New York still does it or not, but I remember, like, when it first the times that I drove to New York that yeah in New York you couldn't turn right on red you know I know so I think you can I was there I, yeah I, th I was there a couple months ago and I remember that can. yeah I no 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 no, no everywhere. Oh, no, not everywhere oh no oh okay okay I think in some parts of I mean it's not oh. in Manhattan I think in Manhattan you have to stay in the red light so you would that you would that one you would want that to bring to Chile I would bring that everywhere I think that's everywhere. a great idea everywhere and anything that you want to bring from somewhere to America I was thinking about that. I was trying to think about something from Chile that I would love to bring or to Or another America. country. Uh, yeah, from a trip that I learned something cool. Uh, well, I, I love the things, in, in, in especially in, in Argentina, that everything starts so late that you can have a show, a legit show. I mean, you open the door at 1 a.m. in the morning in a theater, and it's like everyone is there. <laughs> yeah. And this is cool. So there's shows like, I don't know, at 7 then at nine, then at 11, then there's one at one. So right. yeah. that will be nice to have shows that are like, you know, late, late, late. So you can just jump from one another and even get that lad, last piece of the cake uh, yeah. really late. And that was nice yeah. about Argentina. I like that. It's almost like having a festival on the go. Every, um, every weekend. Yeah. I, agree, I agree with that too like uh it always baffles me that in america a lot of times where I, I guess i speak for hollywood now of like when you we go to these clubs it's the shows are all just one night it's like happening the whole night there's no breaks mm. or anything they're cycling comedians through and then to, to fabrizio's point if it was structured and had there's a seven o'clock show a nine o'clock show an 11 o'clock show and a one o'clock show i i think that that creates a fun community vibe yeah 
That's funny. Well, another thing that also when I first moved to LA was weird is like there's no like late night like New York or like Miami or something like that. And I was used to that because I grew up in the East Coast. And when you moved here, it's like, oh, everything closes at two and everything's done at, you know, and it was like to me, that was so weird because I thought LA was like, oh, one of the biggest cities in the world. Like, you know, it's going to be like Barcelona or like stuff like that, like till late. And then now, but so I, somebody told oh. me that it was something had to do with like, uh, uh, what is that called? Like uh, during the prohibition era or something like that. Like, right. I think that's one of the reasons that it stopped, that everybody closed at two and then it kept that way. You know, well, I don't the remember. Prohibition is not there anymore, guys. You guys no, you I know. Evolve. Yeah, no. Evolve. We talk about this well, yeah, evolve. evolution. But evolve. the, uh, but yeah, I'm with you too, Francisco, because I remember when I first moved here and, uh, Cause how is it in London, JJ? Is it going too late? We have a, there. There was a late show in London, but and there and there is late shows. I'm not sure if the comedy store. What about clubbing? Like clubbing? Like if people go to a club, yes. do they do they last oh, yeah. till like five in the morning? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. All through. I mean, that's a clubbing country, isn't it? That's the country of of Moby and Fatboy Slim and DJ. Every every when uh, in the '90s when everybody in North America wanted to learn acoustic guitar, I think everybody in Britain was trying to learn uh, turntables. And so, uh. so, so yes, they party all night. I think they just got their underground. Their trains go all night now too, oh, wow. which is it's about time. So yeah, you can generally find these late night venues. But I found the Comedy Store was open till two in the morning when I first moved here, and it but it doesn't have an audience until yeah. two it had like eight people yeah. at most like strung around a couple homeless people there and then people doing their jokes so it's a yeah it's it's different nobody's nobody's thought to market a whole like late night beer drinking it's, it's thing, but maybe how, you can't do it, it does right it. New, York, new york does it yeah new york right. does it it's how new weird york. how la is kind of like a, a retirement place <laughs> <laughs> you know He's kind yeah. of like okay, we've, we're old. we've all we've all come here to further our careers, and yet it has a retirement vibe to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We 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 came we come here to talk more to homeless people. <laughs> they need they need they need people to talk with them <laughs> to learn from them. <laughs> yeah, most of the homeless people just look at us when we walk by, going, "Here, time will come." <laughs> we're, yeah. we're, saving a, we're saving a spot over here for you, pal. I think a lot of people like they they the homeless people they looked at you they looked at us and go like, "Who's the homeless now?" <laughs> I, I see, I see it when I'm walking. I don't live I don't live far from uh, Hollywood Boulevard, Fabrizio, and uh, and there is a homeless encampment, and I I do feel like when I exit my apartment and walk past it i do feel like they're going that guy really that guy's, that guy's doing okay <laughs> then they go yeah. like hey you're gonna be next what <laughs> we've already got your bike tires buddy we're, we're coming back for the rest of you <laughs> oh man uh, all right last question we got for you it's uh when traveling uh have you ever felt that your life was at risk or that you were gonna die or you know or get injured or something the only time but I, it was kind of dumb it was like an experience mostly like in two in 2010 i saved some money and i was like i'm gonna go to new york i was in chile and uh i was uh 20 and i was yeah. like you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna i have finally some money from my job i'm just gonna go to new york for the first time so it went by, by myself oh, okay. yeah so, I mean, and then I talked with a friend and he was like, oh, yeah, I want to go too. And he was like, but I, I'll be there like two weeks weeks later than you. 
So I was like, okay, two weeks by myself. Then my friend is coming and we'll, you know. So the first two weeks when I was by myself, I was like kind of like confused about a lot of things, you know. Like I was very nervous with my English. I, I didn't know what to do. So I was still very uncomfortable, you know. And I didn't know, I mean, what is like a legit place to stay? What is better than the other? I mean, I, I was not, you Wait, know. you didn't have a hotel at this point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I had, I had oh. one. I have a decent one for like three days. My my idea was like three days, you know, figure it out, and then I'm just gonna find something cheaper. Oh, got it, got it. Right. You yeah. know, That's, so yeah. like that was my plan, and I I I mean I I did it, but the problem is like I found a place that it, it doesn't exist anymore. I mean, it's just like one of those places would pop up and then disappear because they're not legit at all. Yeah. But, but it doesn't exist anymore now or back then. No, no, no. I went there. Uh, I, 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 I got inside. I, I, it was a lot of bunk beds. It was like jail. Like it was exactly like jail. Oh, was it like a hostel? It was a hostel, but it was not. I mean, I know what how a hostel looked like. This is not a hostel. This is like they put a hostel in like an an empty building. You know? Right. Wow. So yeah. everything was dirty. It, it was disgusting. Like you see the pillows. I was like, ah, I don't want to sleep here. You know. <laughs> So that was I the place like, that okay, you moved that... after the three days. Exactly. Yeah. So oh. I got there and, and I was like, okay, I want to spend one night maybe here. I don't want to like keep looking. So I'm just going to spend one night. I just, you know, I, I was young. I didn't care that much, but I, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm doing this. And then in the middle of the night, I heard this fight. And the problem was once again, my English was not great. So I didn't know if it was really bad it was just like two friends discuss. I don't, I don't know, you know. Right. So also, like I was coming from a lot of like bad information about like New York. I mean, not New York, but like you know shootings and stuff in America. So you're like you paranoid. Hit yeah. and you're like what, what's going to happen here? You know, I don't know. And, where was uh, it, by the way, New York? Where Where was this? In what part? Uh, I I think it was near Harlem. It was not Harlem, but it was near Harlem, and was it was it, like in... was it really close to the train tracks? <laughs> it was really like I mean, must be two hundred thirty. You know, like really oh, like, like a really, high number. Uh, yeah, that's a, you know, that's, that's never a long good. train drive. <laughs> that's never good. Yeah. Uh, so I was like, I don't know what's gonna happen. I don't know if this is like I'm. I'm I, I also my brain was debating like I'm scared for real, or I'm just ignorant. You know, it's like, I don't know if this is like a real problem. And, uh, and I, well, I, that night I decided like, you know what? I'm just going to walk all night. I'm not going to stay. Oh, here wow. this shit. Oh, right. So I just walk all night. I have a lot of fun walking all night. I see like a lot of crazy people back on the street and I have like my luggage that it was not a lot. So I just like walk around. I walk to like Central Park from there. I just like sit there, wow. wait for like the things go up, and I get a coffee and. Uh... Wait, 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 wait a second. Hold hey, man. on. Is, are man, you, are I'm you... with him. I agree. I with. I I can see him. No, no, but I, I, this sounds vaguely familiar. Is this a plot oh. to Home Alone too? So this <laughs> is a, this is the part I didn't tell you. I met this woman that loved dope, and she's like. She's so, so I, I was, I didn't, I didn't know where to go. So I went to the Trump Tower, and I was trying to check in. And this guy with the blonde hair said, "Like that's the lobby." Wait a second. So you walked all night until obviously morning, and then you went. And then, then what'd I, you do? 
then I I Google another place and I went. It was called it was actually called Central Park West Hostel and it was nice. It just had like these silly rules of so you had to be there before ten or some shit like that and it was like annoying. But beside that, it was it was nice. It was cheap. And then I went to Jersey for a couple of days uh, and I knew someone from the internet back then. Oh. And uh, so I hung out with this girl and I was like, oh, this is fun. Oh, it was like a match.com thing? No, no, no. She was in Chile, like doing a mayor or something. And she met me online and she wrote something with me. And then she we started talking. But I mean, ah, still little, a nice friend. A but you stay with her. Aunts. A little, yeah, it was fun. And and actually, like, then I met her parents and all that in Jersey. Oh, and wow. once again, my English was not great. So it was super wow. weird. <laughs> and uh, then we got married that the same day. Accelerated quickly. And I was like, I'm not ready for this. So I walk all night again. <laughs> Your thing was to just, every time you got in trouble, you just walked all night. Yeah, walk all night. It's good to it's good to have that as a backup game plan. I have I have found too that in America it they do sneak in sometimes when you're looking for a hotel on like hotels.com or hotwire or whatever you use, bookings.com. There are some places that that qualify themselves as hotels somehow. And then because it's happened to me, it happened to me in San Diego and in New York, where I showed up for a hotel that I, I remember thinking. Because I know what Fabrizio is talking about. Like, if you stay in a ho nice hotel for the first couple of nights, and often in my case, that's because I do a gig and they get me a nice hotel. And I use that time to get the lay of the land. And then I get a shitty hotel to balance the nights off until I get the, until I'm gigging again on like Thursday or whatever. And I get a nice hotel back. But I, I know what you're talking about, man. Sometimes in America, sometimes if you book a hotel quickly, like in because I got used to it in Europe, you you get a hotel when you book a hotel. But in America, you sometimes you book a hotel and you show up and it's just it's a it's a Man, hostel if anything. You know? I remember <laughs> I remember going to the lobby and there was like this family like before I I heard this other fight a family there being like crying, Ugh. being like we got yeah. scammed like this is not the place. Ugh. You know, so yeah, it's that kind of it's that kind of hostel. Yeah, yeah. no, I've I've gotten some people cry. I mean, for me, like uh, what, like when I got scared, in New York was for like traveling, like for doing like uh, college gigs. But like, so I had to like leave. You know, when like when you're doing this in the beginning, it was like you didn't get paid that much, or I didn't want to spend the less amount yeah. possible to make the money. Yeah. So like, obviously, we had like the early That's how people die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was I had like the early staying at my sister. I had like the earliest flight, you know, maybe like five in the morning. So I had to leave like, and I was, I didn't want to take like a a, a cab or you know, or because it was too expensive. So I would I right. take the subway, you know, and it was like yeah, like yeah. at two or three in the morning. I remember going to like the station, and there was like, like it was like Ghostbusters. There was nobody, and there was like one guy going like. Eh. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and I was like, and then at that point, I'm like, oh shit! And I have my luggage, and then like, and then I get to the uh, and the 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 train station, you know, in the car, and I'm sitting there, and I just see like just a guy there, like going, like looking at me, like just like staring at me, and I'm like, and I'm going like, man, as soon as this shit opens, I'm fucking just running, and I was like, it was such <laughs> a fucking. Like I was so tired because I didn't go to sleep that night, but I couldn't go. I mean, the whole being yeah, until you get I more finally, paranoid. yeah, until I finally right. got to the airport and I was like, "Fuck!" But I was like, and I was like, and at that point, I'm like, 
I'm not doing this shit again. I'll pay whatever to take an Uber and a cab. What is this shit? Like, what am I, what am I doing? Money. Yeah. 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 Yeah, man. <laughs> Sometimes you got to make a little extra sacrifice. It's hard because, you know, you, you want to make a profit while you're on the road. But yeah. You also- but you also, you know, we're not we're not twenty four willing to put ourselves through hell all yeah, the time. You, yeah, so, you wanna survive so. to then spend that money. So it's like <laughs> yeah. a, you need you need yeah. I, I, this this happened a lot, like especially like I mean I don't do those things anymore, but I don't care that much about like sleeping in the floor. I don't I never been like I need the perfect bed. Well now more because I have a family, like when we travel, it's like, yeah, we need to stay in a in a decent place. Right. But yeah, yeah, when you're young it's like Stay no, but no, you when you're care. young, it doesn't matter. But when, uh, yeah, like now, I'm like, I'm not staying at a cheap ass hotel. Not, not because I wanna. No. It's just because, yeah, when you're on the road, especially by yourself, that's where you spend the most time. And like, I don't wanna be in a place that I'm like scared some shit's gonna happen or some like. No. Also, like you, know, you don't you don't perform well. Then you no. retire. You feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like shit. You know, or the to... place is disgusting. It doesn't have like the places like you can, the sheets are disgusting, or the the bathroom is. This, you know, and 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 at that point, I'm going like, fuck. I'll pay forty bucks more, thirty bucks more, but I'll pay to to stay in a better place because it's not worth it. You know, like yeah, uh, I can send you the place that I got in New York. I th- yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think that that we'd love to avoid that. <laughs> I think because I think I told you uh, a couple weeks ago when we interviewed Larry Dean uh, Francisco, I slept in my car in 2019. I slept in my car recently. Um, my rental <laughs> car. It, it, was, it was a rental car, but it was. Wait, was, where did where? So I was touring Britain, and uh-huh. I did. A, I was doing a. Sh- I did a show in Bristol. Uh, for anybody who doesn't know, that's so that's like the west of Britain, like the southwest is Bristol. And I was doing a show there, and they forgot it was the weekend of Glastonbury Music Festival. Uh-oh. And the promoter, the oh, promoter, no. the promoter tells, <laughs> tells me everything's fine. We got you the hotel and all that. And then not till I was finished my show. So at 11.45 at oh, night. no. At 11.45 at night, the promoter was like, uh, okay, uh, uh, Glastonbury Festival's happening. I'm like, yeah, it's, we, it happens every year. How, how are you not prepared for this? He goes, well, I can't get any hotels. They were all booked out. And I was exhausted because I had already been on the road for a few days. So I literally uh, went and slept in my car until like I had a long drive the next day. I slept in my car until about four in the morning. Where? And then, and then get up in Bristol in the parking no, like, lot in a, in a yeah. hotel parking lot in Bristol. Just, just, just uh, <laughs> like, just like the movie No 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 Man's. Couple hours <laughs> snooze, and then I was off to Leeds, and then I drove like the four hours across across kind of cross country to for my next night gig. <laughs> And I kind of held them hostage in their own hotel lobby because they were like, "Sir, you, <laughs> sir, you can't check in till ten in the morning." And I was like, "Well, I'm just gonna sleep here, legs, legs akimbo, until you embarrass yourselves into giving me a room." And then I managed to get in a bit early. During those points, I mean, because it's funny. Like, I think we all have that, you know, those things that happens to us while doing shows. Yeah. And then I always get, don't you always get that thought of like, "What am I doing?" <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. it's like yeah. fuck it's like yeah. are you fucking kidding me it's like i'm sleeping like because i think we all <laughs> like i, I uh, like fuck like yeah well so the, uh, I, re- I, I still remember i said sorry i was just gonna say the, sorry, night that I I slept, the night that i did sleep in my car i was thankful for being a six foot uh over uh tall white man because i was like this is 
dangerous for anybody any young comic who's pursuing a career right now and if they'd have been like found themselves at this gig and then just be told oh, if it, like if it was a young uh, like i'll say a young woman or you know whatever it depends on your personality type or who you are but to be settled with that information at 11:45 at night like this job is hard man this job is fucking you know you you uh we we have Can to I do a lot more? of dodgy shit i i i remember this thing very clear that once and we were talking about this before like the logistics in chile were not ready when we started so i i book a show and it was like yeah you're gonna go to this town and whatever just you i got there and it was this like dude of probably my age he was like yeah i'm the producer that's always a bad sign oh no yeah i was like damn it this is this is trash so we did the show and the show was okay, you know, it wasn't bad. But then it was like, okay, where are we going to the hotel? It's like, no, 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 you stay in my house. And I was like, okay, so where you oh, live? No, it, it was like, no, I live with my parents. <laughs> so I was like, whatever. I mean, we, I mean, I, I have fun. I have to say, like, I was like in this house with these random people, and the mom was so nice, like cooking and. Do, but at the same time, yeah, that's. Once again, that's not how a show should be. Yeah. No, no. yeah Even when you start doing shows, like in the beginning of when you do comedy, yeah, you're fine with staying with somebody else in the room. But now you're like, uh, fuck now. Yeah. I want my own room. Like, I don't want to deal with some like, yeah. It, it's not like, that's the dude, thing yeah. that, that happens when you're like young. But like, yeah, I remember too, one time I had to stay at somebody's house and like, and I think I left in the middle of the night because I was like, it was a weird, you know, I, I don't. That's, That's just the thing. I, yeah, I don't think the situations never leave, but like they do just pop up out of nowhere sometimes, you know, because I was just thinking, yeah, there's a couple times it happened. Oh, that was that me. Just, is that just oh, okay? Oh. The, uh, yeah, it happens a couple times on tour. You you get you get a good string of hotels and kind people, and then all of a sudden, because you just remember in Holland. I did spend one night in Holland in somebody's because he's like, you stay, stay at me, mine. And I'm like, fine with it. It's whatever. It's a, it's a bridge gig in Holland. And, uh, and his room was being painted. So there was like, <laughs> so there was like plastic tarps up and shit yeah, and air, so an air mattress in the corner of all these. Pa- I was like, oh, dude, you know, you said I was staying with you, but you didn't say it was going to be a piece of shit room. No, no. I, if somebody ever books me and be like, hey, you're staying in with me or you I'm like, nah. I'm not doing that again. Like, <laughs> this is a all... million dollars. Well, that's different. Then you can afford a hotel. <laughs> yeah, then you can afford a you hotel. Have, no, Why it's like a million dollars, but you have to sleep with me. Oh, no, that's then that's a different oh, right, kind of oh, gig. Oh, okay. yeah. That's another gig. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's uh, to book Francisco for those kind of gigs. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I, I think Carol Casey says, like, akimbo. We, please don't use the word akimbo enough. Or, or people oh, don't use the yeah. word. What's akimbo? Um, it's a spread. If your legs akimbo, your legs are spread. Oh. Uh, because I was using it to describe the way I I lay down in the lobby of the hotel. So I would lay across chairs. Uh. You just lay across chairs, legs akimbo, and eventually the the concierge will come over and go, "We'll get you a room, Mr. Whitehead. Your room is akimbo, please. Yes, yes. Please, please stop being akimbo. That's too much akimbo for this place. One hundred percent." Hilarious. Well, that's the last question we had. I mean, uh, well, yeah. want to thank you for coming tonight and uh, and yeah. sharing the word, uh, sharing us how you, first of all, your experiences during the road and traveling and and moving. 
<laughs> yeah, and we always we always do ask. Uh, yeah, you were a fantastic guest for VTL. So th- thanks very much, man. You've been you were you were you were high on our list from the start when we started this podcast. We were looking forward to this conversation. Thank you, guys. We have been asking everybody one last uh, thing on their way out the door, and it's pretty straightforward. But we were wondering: is there a great piece of travel advice that you would like to pass on to our audience? Is there any kind of travel tip that you would love to give uh, the people listening at home? Every time you get to the airport, just go to the VIP uh, line. Don't go to the normal line. They never All ask right. you. Then you get there, and they'll you can be like, "Oh, I didn't know. Sorry, I got confused." They still give you your they give take your shit and they give you a ticket. I always do that. Every time I go, I just go to the to the. Um, What's the name of this? It's not the VIPs. What's the name like of the this? First like the uh, first class, business class. First class line. Even I'm not in first class. I just go there. They don't care. Right. Right. That's that's a, that's a good tip. For sneaking out. And now that busted. everyone's going to start doing it, I just ruin it. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good tip. Yeah, I think that happens too. Yeah, I think... I'm, I've done it where I had it, but like, but I think it, yeah, I think people don't, because at that point they're like, look, we need to move the line. So like, they don't want to be like, uh, you go back. You get, you get to the counter and uh, he's like, okay, you give him like your passport or I don't know, whatever. And they're like, oh, but you're not in first class. He's like, oh, I didn't know. Sorry. got confused. <laughs> don't worry. Don't Here's your ticket. There's no your luggage. Care. You can go. Yeah. Nice. That, but it only, only works for that. Not for the VIP lounge. No, no, you can't. You can't then go any. I mean, you you're still gonna be in the horrible part of the you, plane. You, but... you, you can't be on the on the on the admirals club with your spread Just, with your legs akimbo. You get to the, you get, be like, get out of here, dude. Get to the plane and be like, I I I I'm the pilot, and they go like, okay, well. Oh, sorry, I, I thought I was a pilot. I'm confused. Uh, like, yeah, you can't get in. <laughs> multiple tips here that would be (laughs) blank your way all the way onto the plane and and take off as well well we want to thank you for coming and just go wherever you want to go we want to thank you for coming want to also if if people uh, if people want to listen to you you can you have uh, several podcasts hablemos de comedia super carretera they're called spotify also they can check out your netflix special uh fabricio copano Solo pienso en mí, which means I only think about myself uh, in English. And uh, and yeah, and, if any, and then you can also, people can also follow you on, on social media uh, at Fabrizio Copano, right? That, that's it. Yeah, everywhere. And, any, and then, yeah, we're going to be in D.C. People are listening. We're going to be yeah. on D.C. on April 9 and 10th at the Arlington Draft House. So please come check out some live comedy, all social distance. Yeah. So it's going to be safe. And everybody was going to be wearing their masks. We're going to be vaccinated. Like we're going to go full pump with the yeah. Pfizer. Sweet Pfizer. <laughs> and I, I'm not yet vaccinated, but I'm also I'm doing show. Anybody Los Angeles based? <laughs> anybody Los Angeles based? I'm going to. I mean, that wasn't supposed to be a joke, but I'm doing the Venice what Underground. Funny is like, oh, and what, what the fact that I said I'm not vaccinated? Yeah, you're like, oh, yeah, show? I'm not vaccinated, but I'm also doing some shows. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. It's, it, it feels weird. It does feel weird. But yes, I'll be doing the Venice Underground this uh, uh, Friday, April 2nd. 
Uh, so come, I think it'll be socially distanced. I w- it better be because I haven't had a shot yet. So, <laughs> well, it's outside though, so you'll be fine. Yeah, it's fine. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. It'll be cool, guys. Thank you for having your own mic. No, thanks for having. Thanks for coming in. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, thanks, buddy. Take care, guys. Listening. Bye, everybody. Thank you. Bye.